Coming up, a Sad Styles production. Get into it! He's the one that will help you bet. Then for the game, you'll be all set. Even though he may help you choose, remember you still may lose. What's up, losers? And welcome to Losing Money with Andrew Baskin. My name is Andrew Baskin. Welcome to the podcast where for 156 episodes, we've helped you lose money in about 30-ish minutes. On this episode, we'll be discussing our favorite ways to lose money. Who are we kidding? On the NFL Divisional Round. Yes, baby. Oh, this is this is the best week. I'm sure the guests are going to bring it up a lot, but this is the best week to gamble. These are the best teams. We have the best teams left. And usually, that creates great games. The problem is, it also creates a really tough decision. How in the world do you split these games up? I'll say it over and over again in this episode, but you could see both sides of each game. Could I see San Francisco winning? Yeah, I could see them winning close. Could I see Dallas winning? Yeah, I could see Dallas winning if things go right. Could I see San Francisco blowing the doors off Dallas? Yeah, I could. Could I see Dallas beating the hell out of San Francisco? Yeah, it's Kyle Shanahan. Who knows what's happened? And I could say that about each game. That makes it tough. You really got to take bold stances. Ooh, and bold stances are exactly what we can do because here's the record check for last week. I went 4-2. and two. That's pretty good. Charlie Chalk, he went one and one. Panzeri Prince, he went two and one. And the Gambler won with his tease of the week. Those are, I don't see any losers there. Do you? Did I miss one? No, I don't think so. There was no losers there. We all won. I won on a lot of props, which is heads up. And if you follow me over on TikTok, Instagram, Twitter, you know, there's going to be a lot of daily props we're throwing out for this weekend. You know, for, by the nature of this podcast, we're going to be making picks for games. But, you know, in the meantime, player props are really where the money's at because I won with the Allen over 255 passing yards. CJ Hawkinson over four and a half receptions. I think he had nine. That was easy. Tom Brady over 42 and a half pass attempts. That was the easiest bet I made in years. He had 68 or something like that. It was not even close. So good. But I did win with the, the Niners minus nine and a half and I lost with the Bills minus 13 and a half. Ooh, that was almost bad. Charlie Chalk, he also won with San Francisco minus nine and a half. He lost with Tampa Bay plus two and a half, but San Francisco was his lock of the week. So, you know, lock of the week, better than just some some pick. Panzerati Prince, he lost with his safe pick of the week, as is tradition, at minus 13 and a half with Buffalo. But he did win with Jacksonville plus two and a half and the sprinkle on the Jacksonville money line because God knows what happened with that game. Good God. As much as we want to give credit to Jacksonville, you know, like, oh man, they really came back. It's like, did they come back or did, you know, it takes two to tango. If the Chargers also scored a bunch of points, you know, who cares, right? I, I don't know. I just, I really conflicted, even though I might be taking Jacksonville this week. I, I feel conflicted about the Chargers story. Other than that, the Chargers are cursed and uh, I'm never betting on them. And finally, the gambler, he had the Jacksonville plus eight and a half. Uh, the Giants plus nine and Cincinnati minus two and a half for a plus 160 teaser. That is his third straight win. So heads up. I'm sure he's going to do something incredibly foolish and stupid because that's his third win of the w- third win in a row. Excuse me. And so, uh, yeah, he's going to be putting his chips in. But let's not waste any more time. Let's get to the Pants Rider Prince with bet number one. Joining us now to talk about his safe and spicy picks of the week is the one, the only, the Panzerati Prince. Panzerati Prince, how you doing? I'm doing great, Andrew. How you doing? I'm doing great. I'm excited. I'm scared. I'm scared, Pants Right Prince. I'm glad we're talking because I I just, th- these games are really tough this week. Well, it's the best weekend of football of it the year, the divisional yeah. round. 
I mean, obviously, the championship round is the best Sunday of the year, right. but this is the best weekend of the year. You've got four premium games. We've got the uh, pretenders out of here. Mm-hmm. And, yeah. uh, here we go. Well, yeah, forever this season, we've been talking about Philadelphia, San Francisco, Dallas, and the NFC, and then you talk about Cincinnati, KC, and Buffalo, and the AFC, and you, those are the six best teams that were in the regular season, and now six of eight of those are represented in, in this weekend, which is good job. That means we're getting the best teams this weekend. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah. which also gives us really tough lines. So let's get to it. You give us a, your safe and spicy picks of the week. So let's start with your safe pick of the week. Okay, so I, I think every pick is spicy. Like, that, uh, I can't yeah. say yeah. a pick and be like, that's safe. They yeah. just, it, I can't believe that. Yeah. So I'm going to do my spicy and my spicier, I guess, pick. <laughs> uh, and my spicy pick, I apologize, but I'm going to go Cincinnati plus five and a half. Against your Buffalo yeah, Bills, yeah, I'm yeah. sorry, but it's too high. Five and a half is too high. Yeah, uh, these two teams are both so good, so evenly matched. I think. I think this game could go either way. Uh, and I would have thought this would have been a minus two and a half, minus three and a half max. So minus five and a half is way too high for me. I think the Buffalo Bills are a team that a lot of people who aren't Buffalo Bills fans root for because they're an easy team to root for. I mean, yes, this DeMar Hamlin situation has probably made that even more so, but before all that, like people like rooting for Josh Allen and Stephon Diggs. They're very likable players uh, and they're fun to watch and they're entertaining. Not to say that Cincinnati is not, but just, you know, Buffalo tends, especially with Bill's Mafia, they tend to attract a lot to the bandwagon. So yes. maybe that's why this line has moved because people want to see him win a Super Bowl. Um I'm going to yeah. say go Cats. I apologize. <laughs> no, I don't blame you. I, I I don't have this as a game this week. I think this was the hardest one for me to figure out what we're doing. And I usually don't, you know, people don't believe this and have called me out for in the past, but I usually don't have any trouble betting and my betting brain and my heart can be on two different pages. And I'm okay with that. Like I, I can see both sides a little bit. I and cannot. I, no, you. <laughs> good for you. I think that's probably more, that's probably healthier. I, I just, I think five and a half is way too high. I, I know it opened at three and a half and you're like, oh, okay, cool. Moving two full points because the line you know, of the Cincinnati Bengals is hurt. I just don't really fully understand that as two whole points. It's not like Cincinnati's line was good and then now it's bad. It was kind of okay and now it's bad. So it's not even like, it's. I just don't even fully understand this as, as a theory. I just, because the other side of it too that we're not talking about is the Buffalo secondary has been injured all year. The, on top of the DeMar, DeMar Hamlin thing, which is sad for a lot of reasons, if you're talking about just football, he was the backup already. And now we're going to a third string that was picked up on the trade deadline, Dean Marlowe, just because he knew the playbook. Um, and so, you know, and Trey White, who's incredible, an incredible player. It's only been a year since he tore his ACL. He's not the same guy right now. He needs mm. time to get back there. They And, and now you're going to go against a team that can throw the ball all over the field. So, like, I just, I think there's a lot for five and a half. I think that is absolutely the way I'd be leaning on this game. Yeah, I could totally see this game coming down to a last second field goal for someone to win yeah. it or miss it, you know? Yeah. Yeah, and Evan McPherson has not been kicking that well, just saying. Um, okay, so there is your first spicy pick of the week. My, you know what, I'm going to go safe. This is the only number that I was like, okay, I like this number. You know, with after after last week in the Super Wildcard weekend with all the overs, oh my goodness, I love the over in the Cowboys at 49ers game. It's currently at a 46 right now. And I, 
there, there's a lot of reasons for this. You can throw on San Francisco. You can throw on San Francisco because the secondary is not good. Their defensive line is incredible. That's okay. Dallas can throw. That's really great. On the opposite side, uh, the San Francisco 40, uh, excuse me, the Dallas Cowboys love getting to the quarterback. Well, that's totally fine because San Francisco loves running the running the ball and running the ball in a thousand different ways, not just up the middle. All these different you know options they can use. Debo Samuel, for God's sakes. I just think there's the strengths. Uh, of either team play into the weaknesses of either team. And over the 46, it uh, seems like a no-brainer to me. Yeah, I like this. Uh, I mean, yes, it's always nice to cheer for points, especially in a playoff mm-hmm. game where you have zero emotional involvement. But yeah, I think it's nice to see Dallas uh, humming last week. That should give them some confidence on the offensive side of the ball going into yep. this week. And we know that Christian McCaffrey and Kyle Shanahan's offense is just going to put produce points no matter who they're playing against. Yeah. So, I, yeah, I, I I don't see this as a low-scoring game unless Dak comes out and shits the bed, but right. I don't think that's going to happen. I, I'm i not talking about it in this podcast, but I like Dallas to win. Oh, do you? You like Dallas to win? I like I Dallas do. to win, too. I, I could totally see that. You know, like, there are a lot of statistics. Well, I can kind of get to that in my second pick, but when you're the number one seed, which Philly and, and uh, KC are, there's a lot of statistics that not only do you not cover, you lose outright a lot of the time. It's been a long mm-hmm. time since the number one seed has done well uh, moving into the Super Bowl. So uh, where are you going with your second spicy pick of the week or your Armageddon or whatever? My spicy pick of the week. Uh, I'm going to take the Jags plus nine and a half against the Chiefs. Uh, yeah. I don't think the Jags are going to win this game. I don't necessarily think it's going to be like a three-point game or anything like that. I just, I think Casey has trouble covering sometimes. Yes, they do. Uh, they do. I. That's the only reason. Yeah, uh, I think Jacksonville's going to come out there and and play a, a fine game where they're going to be able to put up some points at some point in time, whether it's early or whether it's in garbage time. And I think eventually that gap closes. So either Casey gets out to a huge lead and then Jacksonville slowly claws back and gets it to yeah. one to ten. Yeah. Or Jacksonville keeps it close, and then Casey kind of pulls away in the end, not going over ten. I just I I see this game staying in single digits. But that being said, I think Casey controls it the entire game. Where we're not like, oh, this is really in doubt of of them making an AFC Championship appearance. Yeah, I completely agree with you. Casey's got a problem with playing with their food, and and they just don't put teams away. And you know, Jacksonville, you know, came back with a huge, you know, second half historic uh, comeback uh, last week. So I don't really blame you for this one at all. You could see both sides too. Like you could see all mm-hmm. these numbers where you're like, oh yeah, oh that makes sense. Oh yeah, but that makes sense. Okay, cool. Oh Jacksonville, really terrible against tight ends. Well, okay, that's not a good, that's not a good matchup. Um, and then you see the other side where Casey just throttled Jacksonville when they played last time. So like, it's just. I don't know. I could I could totally see both sides here. I think taking the nine and a half is the way to go. Um, and I also think that the biggest tease, the biggest bet out there this weekend, especially for square batters, is going to be the the Philadelphia and Kansas City tease uh, teased up or teased down, excuse me. So they're both under a field goal. And I think that's just like such a sucker's bet. Like we should stay away the hell away from that one because I'm going to get to my second half, which is going to be the Philadelphia yeah. Eagles. Uh, you know, and it's not the game. I'm just going to take the first half. The Philadelphia Eagles start the first halves really, really well. Uh, the New York Giants do not. And it's only a minus three and a half. And I think you can get some actual value there in the first half. And especially in a game where I'm like, oh, I don't know, seven and a half. That's a lot. Uh, well, we'll see what happens. You're going to, cause that's the other one too is, this could be an interesting game because they're just both going to run the ball like hell. That's that's what they're both going to do. I understand the great receivers of the Eagles, but they're going to run the ball like crazy. And, sp- and the other stat that everyone wants to keep talking about is Boston Scott. In Boston Scott's nine games against the Giants, he has scored 10 touchdowns. How many touchdowns does he have in his career? 14. It's unbelievable. Wow. So if, just, if you're throwing it out there, it's plus 210 right now as an anytime touchdown score. But I just think the minus three and a half works really well in the Eagles' favor, especially if they can dominate the clock with the run. So And that's where I'm going because honestly, I don't know what to do for the whole game. 
Yeah. Uh, divisional playoff games are tough. I mean, divisional regu- regular season games are tough. Playoff yeah. games are even more so. I, uh, I would be shocked if the Giants won this game. I truly would. Yeah. But that being said, it's the NFL. I do like staying away from the final score of this because, yeah, like you said, people get sucked into this yeah. entire game being within a field goal. And, and I I don't know, man. Like, I think if I had to put my, you know, answer a question, I think Philadelphia probably wins handedly. But, yes, I, I do like the the halftime thing because it seems like a little bit of a safer pick than just going for it all. Totally, totally. And, you know, the other one, too, is like the biggest question that we can't answer are, are two things right now. Lane Johnson, his health. Uh, also kind of scared me when they, Lane Johnson uh, it was like two weeks ago and they're like, uh, he's like, I'm coming back for the playoffs. Like immediately after hurting himself, like, well, I don't know. When are, why don't you give it like a week and a half and figure that out first instead of like immediate, that makes you wonder that he's actually more hurt than it is. And the other one too is Jalen Hurts. You know, he didn't look great yeah. in week 18 and you got it. It's his throwing shoulder, which that seems important. So, mm-hmm. uh, you wonder what the health of that one is going to be. But, uh, yeah, I, I, just, I just, the New York Giants just drive me crazy because <laughs> I sit here going like, they're frauds, they're frauds, they're frauds. They're going to be winning the Lombardi trophy. And I'll be like, I don't know. Give him another game. I don't think they got it. You know. Well, it's so, funny because like the, some of the stuff you see online is just people being like, "Is this Giants team eerily similar to 2007?" It, honestly, and, yeah. Like, okay, I could see that on an offensive side, but no, not defensively. No, and that was why the 07 Giants won because yeah. defensively they were fantastic. Yeah. Uh, I don't see for superstars on the defensive front. Yeah. Kevon Thibodeau, who's in his rookie season, and has played well, but like he's kind of up and down. Yeah. The four guys that, that won those championships, like Jesus Christ. Yeah. And you know, the similarity that people keep talking about too, is even though Eli and Daniel Jones play very different football styles, they are, they, their confidence level is the exact same where you're like, Oh, every once in a while they do something. You're like, wow. Hey, how about that? But most of the time you're like, Oh God, Oh God, Oh God. Okay. That was not bad. All right. And uh, they look the same. They, they do. They've got both kind of stupid faces um, and are also way bigger than you think they are. Uh, mm. Dan Jones is 6'4", 240. It's insane. And uh, faster than freaking half, like more than five, 95% of the league. <laughs> oh my God, he's fast. And it's it's almost like we are still shocked. Like he's in his, what, fifth season or something like that. And he's still run by, everyone's like, oh, right, he's fast. Oh God, you know, let's go get him. Um, so there you go. Okay, <laughs> pants running Prince. No, no confidence from either side here right now, but God. Uh, I hope you have That's fun the losing money. <laughs> it's a well, exactly. Yeah, I, I honestly, I don't know. And we'll catch you for championship weekend. Have fun losing money. I will. You take it easy. Coming up next, give his lock of the week is the one, the only Charlie Chalk. Charlie Chalk, how you doing? Andrew, I'm doing great. Just relaxing. Right. Looking forward to big games this weekend. Oh yeah, big games this weekend. Big games this weekend. And you know, I was just telling the Pants Ready Prince. Hard to feel confident about too many of them. They're, you know, these are all good teams. These are tight lines. You know, where are you going to go? How confident do you feel in your lock of the week? It is your lock of the week after all. Well, it looks like there's an awful lot of chalk here. I don't know how tight this Ooh. is going to be, but you know what? Mm. I'm going to play it tough. I'll take the, the toughest pick of the week, okay. but I'm okay. feeling very good about it. I like San Francisco minus wow. four against okay. the Dallas cannot convert anything, <laughs> period. How about them Cowboys? How about them Cowboys? All right. Why do you like San Francisco? Why do I like San Francisco? First of all, they're just a good all-rounder team. Everyone says, oh, yep. hang on. This yeah. is this is really going to be a tough battle with Dallas. Dallas Cowboys are a terrible football team. They <laughs> looked good against Tampa Bay, and everyone's going, uh-huh. oh, 
they have a great offense. All of a sudden, Dak yeah, 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 yeah. is is going to be the next Joe Montana or something. Like, well, give me a break. It's the first right. game in eight games he has not thrown an interception. Yes. You know what? Yes. Don't tell anyone, but San Francisco's got a great defense. And that's why they yeah. are where they are. It's not mm. because of Purdy. It's not because of anyone. Their defense is everything. So it's Dallas's offense against San Fran's defense. And right. okay. their defense is really good stopping the run, which means yeah. Dak has to throw the ball. This plays into our hand. I love it. Yeah. I love it. Let him throw. And you know Let what? Let him throw. We got, oh, forget forget everything. The coaching, number one. Yeah. Like, don't even compare. Well, yeah. McCarthy. Oh, yeah. oh he yeah, won a yeah. Super Bowl. That's right. But yeah. anyways, Shanahan's going to be brilliant here. They've, they're have they coming off seven days rest compared to Dallas's five yeah, days six. rest. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, Excuse me, five. Yes, yeah, sorry. You know, so... I, I just don't see four points. Like Dallas beat Tom Brady and the they yeah. were terrible. They were terrible. They're terrible. And yeah, you know what? no, no. This no. is all media hype. I don't care what you say. This is why mm-hmm. I'm sticking with San Fran. You know, okay. we went all year long saying, Oh, you can't bet Dallas. Why? Because they're a crappy team. And they beat yeah. a crappy team. That doesn't make them Super Bowl contenders. San Francisco will win this easily. Yes. There we go. Okay, so there we go. San Francisco minus four for Charlie Jock. That's, That's a lock, lock Andrew. That's a lock. Yes, I know, I know. You keep telling me this. And okay. you know what? I should listen to you, but you had a good year. Uh, thank you for that. Check a <laughs> yeah, few no fantasy problem. pools, too, if you really want to know. Go ahead. Yeah, yes, yes, yes. Charlie Charlie beat me in a couple of things. Too. Okay. All right, I'm going to be taking the Jacksonville Jaguars plus nine and a half against Woo-hoo. Kansas City Chiefs. Now, why do I like them plus nine and a half? Well, I, I got to tell you, Kansas City is by far the best team. But... At the same time, they love playing with their food and they can't put teams away. And I think it's a little bit voluntary, but I think mostly is because they can't run the ball. They can't run the ball to save their lives. And that's a huge part of keeping the clock going and making sure that your lead stays a lead. I think the defense is going to play great. I think Chris Jones is absolutely going to eat uh, because they're missing, uh, what's his name? Shatley, which is a terrible na- terrible last name for a football player. But uh, at the left guard, and Chris Jones is just going to line up next to them and be taking it to Trevor Lawrence. Now, why Why in the world? Why would- I love ETN in this game. I love VTN in this game because that is one of the weaknesses of Kansas City's defense. And also, nine and a half is just a lot of points. That's over a touchdown. I think I'm going to be taking Jacksonville Jaguars just to be sticking around long enough, just to be making it close enough. But still, Kansas City is going to win. But I'm going to take the Jacksonville Jaguars plus nine and a half. Andrew, if you don't tell any of your listeners, I'm on board with you 100%. Are you on board with that one? <laughs> I think that if they've been listening to me during the year, Kansas yeah. City is not as good a team as you think they are. I know Mahomes right. is the MVP and everything else, but they can be beat. They make silly yeah. mistakes, and I, I'm all in it. They might not win the game, but Jacksonville can play tough and keep that game close. Well, you know, it's we're not even talking about the Cincinnati-Buffalo game, but like both teams you know, didn't look good in the last game, and we're like, oh, God, you know, they, pff, that, they played bad teams and they didn't play well, and you're like, well, Kansas City took Houston to overtime like three weeks ago, and we're not reading into that at all, yeah, so I, I don't know. You're it's right. Matchups. The fact is KC yes, is yes. prone to mistake, and I, I really, I like your Jacksonville pick. I yeah, think, okay, I, well. hey, Lawrence is as good a quarterback as Mahomes, in my opinion. Oh, you guys are all... (laughs) Wow, wow. Oh, my gosh. Okay, we'll worry about it another year. And and you know what? Just uh, just to help out people, I know you like Jacksonville, but Charlie says, take Philadelphia. Okay, they were the best team all year long. Their quarterback, I know it might hinder them a bit, but I do think they're good. And the New York Giants, 
again, are not a very good football team. No, I'm with you on that. I I took Philadelphia first half minus three and a half with the okay. fans ready prints earlier, so I'm on the same page with good. you. I just I don't think the Giants ultimately the, the midnight will will happen. They'll turn into pumpkins. It's gonna happen eventually. And I also think Minnesota is the biggest fraud in the league. So beating them is not like whoa, okay, wow, they beat the Minnesota Vikings. <laughs> right oh, on, goodness, whatever. I'm with I'm you. Like, you know. My only other picks I want to throw out too before we get to the gambler and his tease of the week is I have two props from the Buffalo game. Josh Allen over 45 and a half rushing yards. Uh, this is just one of those, they don't allow him to run all the time. They keep him in the garage and then they allow that to happen in important games. It's important game time. And when the line breaks down, because you know everyone makes a lot of noise about Cincinnati's line not being good. Buffalo's line is terrible and has been all year. They're not, it's just an area that they have not invested in. And Josh Allen's going to have to run for his life. Over 45 and a half yards feels really good to me. And on the other side, I love Devin Singletary under 40 and a half rushing yards because the Bills can't run. It's got to be running from broken plays. So those are the only two uh, props I want to throw out there as well. Well, I do like your your Allen pick because, I, again, it, there could be a bit of a safety thing with him running the ball, uh, especially yeah. in the red zone. And um, that's you're not asking for too much with 40 yards. I like it over. Yeah. Well, there we go. All right, Charlie. Thank you so much for your time. We'll talk to you on championship weekend wow. and have fun. Wow. With wow. It's great. Bye for now. And finally, coming up last year is the gambler with his always increasingly hard tease of the week. Gambler, how you doing? Doing great. It's, uh, uh, you know, to some, it's the second best weekend in football. Some people consider Super Wild Card Weekend as the number one. Others say that it's, in fact, the divisional round that is the pinnacle. Oh, uh, yeah. I... Uh, <laughs> I have prepared what I'm going to present as okay. the super divisional round buffet teaser. Ah, okay. Okay, I'd li- I'm very curious. I'm very curious. What does that mean to you? So we're betting on every single game. The teaser is four legs. <laughs> it's it's going to be a six You call that the tease. hubris teaser. <laughs> the hubris teaser. He's, hey, we're on a bit of a roll here, right? I think a couple of weeks are, now on a roll. Are. And uh, when when uh, when the, when there's momentum to be had, we we have to bet into it. And that's what we're doing. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Well, good for you. When you're when you're hot, you're hot. You gotta you gotta bet up when you're doing it. So well, this is really exciting. You're betting all four games. Oh my goodness. All right. Just after I told the last two guys how difficult this week is to bet, and you really gotta pick and choose your games. You're going for all four, so I'm very curious. Where do you want to start? Do you want to go in chronological order here? Let's do chronological. I think that'll be the easiest to follow. And and I think the first two picks I'm going to offer might be the least popular. But I got to be honest. I I feel really good about them. So game number one, uh, Jacksonville Jaguars. uh, America's Jaguars. On the road. (laughs) As they get nine and a half uh, to face uh, the mighty Chiefs. And I am all over the Chiefs. So the line oh, opened wow. up, I think, at eight and a half, uh, or the spread, I should yeah. say. I uh, I would have loved to have picked that up. It's a little bit later, so it's at like I said, eight and a half. So I'm, cheese, I'm, I'm teasing, pardon me, the Chiefs down to minus three and a half. And okay, minus three. And I half. just I don't see a repeat of last weekend for a number of reasons. I mean, mm. first of all, let's get the obvious out of the way. Andy Reid off a bike career, 27-4. and 3-0 and with Mahomes in the playoffs off a bike. 
So Kansas City off a bye, they always win the football game. If we look at now the matchup between these two teams, Trevor Lawrence was sacked five times the first time they played this season. It's the most amount of times he's been sacked all season. Now you look at the other side of that, Lawrence is two and six in games where he's been sacked multiple times. KC's defense is sneakily underrated. They get a ton of pressure. They have a high number of sacks, tons of hurries. They apply a lot of pressure to the quarterback. I honestly think this defense can give Trevor Lawrence problems. And, I mean, the, the, the proof is in their first matchup. Now, another one that stood out to me is on third and fourth down, KC is number one in the NFL in passing on third and fourth down. Okay. Well, guess what the wow. Jags are? The Jags are 31st okay. in the NFL defending the pass on third and fourth down. I think it's mm. a bad matchup. I think KC is such a veteran team. Mahomes is ruthless in the divisional round. I would have loved to have gotten this to minus three or minus two and a half, but I just don't see the Jags being able to hang the Chiefs in this game, and that's why I'm on the Chiefs. Okay, there we go. So you're going to be starting off here with the Jaguars getting teased down to a uh, plus three and a half there. No, excuse me, the Chiefs down to three, three and a half there. Uh, and we're going to go with the game number two, which should be... The, the, the second game is the G-Men on the road getting seven and a half uh, facing the Eagles, and I'm on the Eagles. I'm that guy. I'm on the oh, Eagles. Okay. I'm teasing this down. Wow. I'm getting Philly minus one and a half, and mm-hmm. I feel great about this one because planet Earth is on the Giants. There is a ton <laughs> of money, and the majority of the tickets are on the Giants. And mm. I understand that the Giants have been a darling team. And and by the way, go look at the stats. The Giants cover the spread at an unbelievable rate this season. So I understand why the betters are going that way. But yeah, again, I just I can't get over the matchup here. So first of all, again, let's get the obvious out of the way. This game will revolve around how badly hurt Jalen Hurts is. We know he's hurt. All the chatter is that the Eagles don't want him running. He's a big part of their offense. I don't think anybody can say with a straight face that he's 100% healthy. But on the other side of it, I mean, the Eagles absolutely brutalized the Giants in their first game this season. They got out to like a 20 to nothing or a 21 nothing lead. The Giants looked absolutely inept in that game. And how about this one? The Giants haven't won in Philly since 2013. I'm going to let that sink in. Wow. That's amazing. You're taking the two number one seeds at home. Yeah. When, you know what? There's some trends right now that say they're not really good against the spread, but you're also teasing that spread down quite a bit. So that's going to be on your side. Absolutely. And, And the last piece for me for this matchup is how I think lopsided the matchup is on on the uh, like up front uh, of the ball in this game. So the O-line and the D-line. I mean, the Eagles are so dominant on both sides of the ball up front where the Giants are very weak there. I don't think the Giants mm. are going to get away with running the ball on the Eagles the way they ran on the Vikings. 
And conversely, I think the Eagles are going to be able to run the ball all day on the Giants because the Giants are very deficient at at uh, stopping them. So yeah, I, I'm 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 on both favorites, and I feel good about Philly minus one and a half. Well, there we go. Okay, awesome. So that's the first two games there. Where are we going with the third game with Cincinnati Buffalo? So we're going to shift gears, and I'm going to offer something a little bit different here. We're looking at the total. So the total at time of taping is 49 and a half and we are going to tease that up to 55 and a half and we're going to take the under you heard me correctly we are taking the mm. under in a buffalo bills cincinnati Bengals game like this yeah so i i just want to highlight some key points here number one the Bengals o-line is a disaster right now they everybody's injured most of their starters are either injured or out. And go look at how that affected Burroughs against the rate. He had no time. They had to shift in the second half to a, a quicker, a fast game. Everything was short. Everything was in the screen. Burroughs couldn't open up the field. He didn't have time. They had to radically change their offensive scheme. And it doesn't play into Burroughs' strength. Mm, yeah, the right, other right, right. part of it is that the Bengals got and are getting murdered on the ground. The Ravens and teams are running the ball on this Bengals team because of how beat up yep. their, their, their line is. And I mean, yep. it yep. took a quarter, a fumble on a quarterback sneak at the end of the Oof. game for the for the Bengals to pull this off, and even still, the Ravens got a shot. Even still, the Ravens came yeah. back down. So the receiver had I the ball in his hands like, on the hail mary. Yeah, absolutely. So I look yeah. at it like, okay, so the Bengals' high powered offense to me has been neutered because of the problems mm. on the O line. Now I look at Buffalo. Well, what's going on with Buffalo? Allen's having all kinds of turnover problems. Right. He hasn't looked great. There hasn't been a lot of design runs lately. So now you ask yourself, do the Bills switch to a more of a run-heavy game? Maybe not entirely, right. but do the Bills now start to run the ball more, knowing that, okay, there's concerns with turnovers, and knowing that they can run the ball in the Bengals? Well, what happens when you have a neutered Bengals offense and a Bills uh, offense that switch potentially switches to a run game? I don't think this is going to be a high-scoring affair. I do think that the Bills have mm. the edge. I do think that the Bills will will be will likely win this game, but I don't think it's going to be high-scoring. And by the way, go and look at Buffalo and Cincinnati games this season. The majority of their games end in the under. So I'm I'm mm, on the yeah, under no, yeah. under fifty five and a half on this game. Oh, well, there we go. Okay, an under fifty five and a half. Wow. Okay, so where are we going to go with the last game? Dallas, San Francisco. Last game. Of the weekend, the the primetime game on Sunday, Dallas getting four, and I'm on Dallas. I'm teasing Dallas up. I'm taking one underdog this week. I'm getting Dallas plus 10. And for me, I'm simplifying this down to I do I think, despite how good of a coach Shanahan is, and do I, despite how good of a system the Niners have, do I think a third string quarterback? in Purdy is going to go into a divisional playoff game and either beat or cover against a team like Dallas, which yes, Dallas has a history of being inept in the playoffs and yes, they're a great underachiever, yep. 
But can we talk about how nasty that Dallas defense or uh, defense looks right now? I mean, that oh, yeah, defense yeah, is heavy pressure, havoc. They're they're in your face. They're physical. I just don't think a young quarterback like Purdy is going to do well in that type of environment. And then to to add to that, the people that are like, well, look at the Niners, look at Shanahan, look at he's you know a, a quarterback that was taken in like the fifteenth round or whatever the hell. Go look at the yeah, teams. Last pick of the draft. Go look at the teams that Purdy's faced. It's some of the worst defenses in the NFL. Dolphins, Raiders, Seahawks twice. Don't get me wrong. The Niners have looked great because they've got a great system, but the strength of schedule as far as Purdy's concerned has been the bottom of the barrel. So I'm matching up right. what is a very impressive defense against a young inexperienced quarterback and when you're giving me 10 points right how many times have we talked this year about double digit spreads i just i don't see dallas not covering 10 10 points andrew in the playoffs yeah yeah it's a lot of points i, I really don't I, it's hard to find flaw in this you know the problem with this week as i've said to my last couple of guests is just you could see both sides you could see both sides uh, wholeheartedly and but giving yourself that little bit of leeway giving yourself that little bit of cushion there with 10 points I love it. Dallas plus 10 to wrap up the four-game, every-game teaser for the Gambler. Whoa, goodness. The super (laughs) divisional round buffet teaser for the betters. Plus 240 is where we end up with this. Just incredible. Just incredible. Well, there you go. All right, so that's that's the Gambler's tease. Mine is not going to be that much. I am going to go with the two-game tease. I am going to go with my two favorite profits of all time, Warren Buffett, saying you can't go broke turning a profit. And of course, his best friend, Tribe Called Quest, saying scared money don't make none. And so here we go with the two-game tease. Six and a half points. That's all it's going to be. As simple as that. My two-game tease is going to be the Jacksonville Jaguars plus 16, going six and a half points, going all the all the way the other way up. Uh, that's as simple as that. I've talked about Jacksonville already on this episode. I just think they've, you know, Casey plays with their food a little too much and uh, you got to like the opportunity to cover uh, the second game that I'm taking that I haven't talked about yet is I'm going to be taking the Bengals all the way up to plus 12. Now, I, I'm doing that just because the Bills have a really bad run offense. And, and the reason why you can extend leads or maintain your lead especially and not have backdoor covers is because you can run the ball. And the Bills can't do that. You know, my favorite bet of the week is jo- Josh Allen over 40, uh, 45 and a half rushing yards. Like I said to Charlie Chalk earlier. But, you know, and so if because they're just they're pulling back the curtain here on the garage and the Camaro's coming out because it's a sunny day, it, it's because they have to because they cannot run the ball otherwise. And so if we can get all the way to plus 12, Cincinnati kind of trying to keep it close a little bit because Cincinnati is absolutely one of the better teams in the league. I like that, you know, plus 16 for Jacksonville and plus 12 for Cincinnati. Well, and, and to your point, like I mentioned, do you also think that the the turnover issues oh. for Allen cause a, a bit of a change in the scheme? Do they do they go back to some of those design uh-huh. runs? Do they do they trust in his physicality and his running versus his passing, especially yeah. in the red zone? Because that's where he's really well, absolutely. Struggling. You know what the problem is is like there's a real argument to be made that neither interception was really Allen's fault. Like it bounced, <laughs> it bounced off Beasley's chest, which I'm not really too sure if where you want to put the ball if it's not good in the chest, but uh, for an interception. And the other one is the the receiver stopped running, and you're like, oh, okay, that's a little tough. The one that's definitely on him is the fumble touchdown, the first play of the second half. 
because he is just trying to do too much, which is like a cardinal sin that Josh Allen does all the time. And so you just, you wonder, those turnovers are going to happen. They're going to put Cincinnati in a good position at least once in the game, at least once. And so you got to imagine that that will keep them close too, especially in the second half as we're looking at a plus 12. I just don't see a blowout happening. So that's that's why the plus 12, that's why I feel good about that. Yeah, no, I, I think regardless of who wins this game, like I said, first of all, it's low scoring. And when you talk about a lower scoring yeah. game, that means you don't win by no, wide exactly. margins, typically. So with, with a big spread like that, yeah, I think we both have a, a nice shot at success. If it's Again, if it's low scoring, I think it benefits both well, of our there picks. there we go. Gambler, we wish you nothing but the best this weekend and this wonderful divisional weekend, and we hope you have fun losing money. I, I look forward to it and, and onwards to the, uh, to the conference championships. Okay, that was a lot of picks. Let's recap them. I am on the Cowboys Niners over 46, the Eagles first half minus three and a half, the Jacksonville Jaguars plus nine and a half with a little bit of the Josh Allen over 45 and a half rushing yards. I also have a two game tease, the Jaguars plus 16 and the Bengals plus 12 for a minus 130. The Panzerati Prince, he has Jacksonville plus nine and a half and Cincinnati plus five and a half. Charlie Chalk, he has San Francisco minus four as his lock of the week and a little sprinkle on Philadelphia minus seven. Charlie Chalky has San Francisco minus four and a little sprinkle on Philadelphia minus seven. The Gambler, he is doing a four game, every game teaser. He's got Kansas City minus three and a half, Philadelphia minus one and a half, the under 55 in Cincinnati Buffalo and Dallas plus 10 at a plus 240. I can't wait to lose money on the NFL this week. Subscribe to Losing Money with Andrew Bascom wherever you enjoy podcasts and please give a subscribe and a like to at Losing Money WAB on either Twitter, Instagram or TikTok where we make free daily bets. We'll be back on Friday next week to lose more money on the NFL Championship Weekend. Oh my goodness, have fun losing money, and we'll see you later, losers. He's the one that will help you bet, then for the game you'll be all set. Even though he may help you choose, remember you still may lose. Furnished by Sad Styles Productions. Get into it!